Welcome everybody to a new installment of the Stew Pod live from Nashville at the conclusion of the MLB Winter Meetings. I am Mike Oz. And I am Chris Swick. Chris, we are doing this from the bowels of the Opryland Hotel in Nashville, some random room where apparently people walk through to go to, I think they're coming in and leaving work sometimes. Yeah, well this is live, so people know we're here. Yeah, we are, this is not on Skype, we are together, we are in a room, you might hear some Nashvilleians kind of rolling through, and who knows, maybe we'll get a scoop. That might happen. Maybe, maybe Ken Rosenthal Rosenthal will walk through, and just on the phone, like... drop a hot rumor. Get it live on podcast form. So we've been out here since since Saturday. Saturday. Getting ready to head home, I'm hopping on a plane here in uh, about an hour. Chris, you got a few more hours to go, but... uh, I guess let's let's start by recapping uh, for anybody who hasn't you know closely been paying attention. Like, what are some of the big things that happened here in Nashville? I feel like one of the first nights, the, the biggest thing to happen was something that actually didn't happen. That was the Dodgers Reds possible trade for Roldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that fell through because of a domestic issue uh, at Chapman's house in October, and that was reported by our guys Jeff Pass and Tim Brown. Our dudes. So that was kind of, I feel like that dominated the headlines early on. And then I think maybe it was the second day we had kind of a flurry of moves later in the day. The Cubs signed Ben Zobris to a four-year deal. Traded Starling Castro. Right. And then we saw the Diamondbacks go all in and, and get Shelby Miller for a haul of, of prospects. Yeah, my man Dansby Swanson. Right. So those were kind of the main deals we saw. I mean, am I missing anything? Oh, those are the big ones. I mean, there was obviously some some smaller stuff. You know, uh, Adam Lind got traded to the True. Mariners. Uh, what, what else? Uh, there's some minor uh, trades. Brett Neil Lowry Walker. got traded. Brett Lowry, Neil Walker. Walker. So you can go read Big Leagues too for all that stuff, but uh, we hit the major ones. I think in some in some cases, what might be more interesting is that all the things that didn't happen. We were kind right. of expecting that... Um, you know, once Zobra signed, that might open up a little bit of the, the market for the rest of the position players. And as of yet, you know, nothing's happened. Chris and I wrote something today on, on the stew, which you can go read, about uh, where some of them, where some of like the guys like Jason Hayward and Justin Upton and Cespedes, where we think they might land. But there hasn't really been much movement there and not even a ton of rumors. You know, we've heard that Chris Davis has a big offer out from the Orioles and uh, more and more sounds like he's probably just going to end up there. But beyond that, I mean, we've heard some slight whispers about a couple players, but not a ton. So I think that really just sets us up for, um, you know, what's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks kind of before Christmas and, and then baseball kind of shuts down for a little bit. But I'm wondering, I guess Chris Davis is probably the next guy to sign. Right. But um, I guess what do, what do you see as, like, the next big move uh, besides Chris Davis if that goes down? It seemed like the Hayward market was maybe heating up this morning as we're recording this. And it seems like that's going to come down to the Cubs and Cardinals. Although, I'll never count out mystery team. That could always happen. Yeah. So, I, I guess he's the next chip after Davis. And I would say if Hayward signs... I mean, I don't know how much I was buying this Ben Zobrist is going to set the market. Like, Hayward's really going to set the market. Everyone's going to see what he gets because everyone thinks he's going to get the most. And they're all going to adjust off that. So, maybe things will happen pretty quickly after he signs. I feel like we need to go back to the Dodgers and say, okay, what are the Dodgers going to do? Because, you know, they got they got Iwakuma. We've, we've neglected to mention that. Right. It's not Iwakuma, which, you know, I think will help them. It's not going to replace Granky, obviously. But I, I want to see what 
the big plan is for the Dodgers because I you know I don't know I'm not sure what it is and um, I kind of feel like they have to strike soon because you know the Diamondbacks have, have made some moves uh, we've seen you know other teams in the National League stepping it up even if they're not necessarily in their division so uh, I, I would be surprised honestly if the Dodgers didn't do something soon and who knows I mean maybe not maybe not major but I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what they do it certainly feels like they're still gonna look at relievers even though the Chapman thing didn't go through, yeah. and I, I can't see that being resolved anytime soon, so maybe you start hearing more Andrew Miller rumors on yeah, that, that That could be the next big like, thing, I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like the Dodgers just want two lights-out relievers, yeah. and so they're just going to do whatever it takes to get that. But Who they, I, who they trade for? Them, well, they have a fair amount of prospects, although I mean, you're not going to give up uh, Julio Arias, or I'm not really sure how to say his last name, but you're not giving him up, young pitcher. But it sounds like that's what the Yankees want. So yeah, you're not. You're probably not. I mean, you're not giving up Jack Peterson. You're not uh, giving they up. Want a, they want a. They want a young starter, though. So true. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. And, and it seems like rumors of the Dodgers doing anything else have kind of been put on the back burner. Unless the Yankees want Puig. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be interesting. But that, that would be insane. We haven't Puig heard on anything on Puig either. I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like we heard a lot of rumors about certain teams maybe three or four, and then the rest, there's been nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the there's a lot of teams who I think need to need to strike. I mean, we kind of talked about um, the Jason Hayward thing, but like we know the Cardinals kind of have to do something. And we're not entirely sure what that is. It seemed like Cardinals fans were freaking out about the idea of them signing Johnny Cueto, which I think would be great from a um, just madness standpoint. Uh, I think that, the you know, the Mets are a team that I feel like no, don't don't lose it, man. Well, they made keep, some keep improvements yesterday. Neil Walker, yeah, Ezra Cabrera. I, I guess. How are you going to replace Cespedes? That's my question. Yeah, you're not, unless you spend money. And it doesn't look like they want to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Just rely on the pitching and hope that Neil Walker is your dude? Pretty much. And, and I feel like on maybe a similar note, the Giants are that team for me. I'm like, all right, like right, let's do something. We... We expect them to be in the thick of the NL West race. The Diamondbacks are making all these moves. The Dodgers, like you said, they aren't, but they still have Kershaw and Puig, and you kind of worry about that. And, you know, we've seen the Dodgers do crazy things in the past. So I feel like, get out there, Giants. Sign Alex Gordon. Sign somebody. uh, We both wrote that Alex Gordon, we predicted he'd land there in San Francisco, which... I think would also be good for anarchy's sake. I think Kansas City people would lose their minds if Alex Gordon went to the Giants. I mean, probably a little bit less because they, they won a World Series. True. But, um, if they hadn't won that World Series, it would just be ridiculous. And I, I feel like, you know, Cespedes would be a good fit in my mind in San Francisco only because that power will play anywhere. That's a hard part to hit a home run. It's not going to impact him as much as some of the other guys. Yeah. And uh, Newberry Bonds? New, Newberry Bonds, Mr. Cespedes? He might rack up a couple splash hits. Well, I mean, just more of like the powerful left fielder with... with no, no. I'm just looking at it as a splash hit thing. I mean, he's not going to hit him into it. No, I know. He's not going to do that. But he's got the power. He's got the opposite field power, though. Knows the Bay Area. You know, played there. They love him. They love him in the Bay Area. True. A's fans do at least. So. Let's talk about it a little more in depth about a couple of the teams that... Um, yeah, made the big move. So the Diamondbacks, obviously, are the one that most people are talking yes. about. Yes. Diamondbacks have, have committed themselves to, we, we want to win now. Uh, you know, Dave Stewart's talking about it. He, he's talking about, 
uh, yesterday he, he did a little press conference and someone asked him if you know they paid too much to get Shelby Miller and he's like well that's the price of winning you know like all right, I mean, I respect it. I respect the gusto. I mean, I know it kind of flies in the face of a lot of what people have, um, you know, taught themselves is, is wrong about managing a baseball team these days. You know, you want a whole <laughs> lot of the young guys. You want to do that. But at the same time, man, hey, you want to win? Like, I get it. Go for it. So, I don't know. Like, how do you th- – at this point right now, I mean, this team as it is with with Goldschmidt and with, with A.J. Pollock and, and, you know, they got Zach Granke, obviously, Patrick Corbin coming back. Um how do you feel the Diamondbacks are? I think they're already contenders. I mean, I guess after Grinky, I didn't see it as much, but this Miller thing kind of solidifies it a little bit for me. I think there's still some concern about Corbin because they're probably going to limit his innings. So another pitcher would be nice, and I know there were some Mike Leak rumors, but I have no idea where those stand right now. It just seems like it's gone back and forth for a while. I don't think they're done yet. I think that's that's the main thing. So like, I already view them as contenders or fringe contenders, but I also think they're making at least one or two more moves that are really going to set them, you know, not on top of of the West, but close enough. Well, I feel like they. It, it's pretty hard to predict the West right now too, just because the Dodgers and the Giants still obviously have things to do. So it's it, it sort of like I think someone on the radio tried to ask me, you know, like. What's going to happen? I'm like, I don't even know, man. Like, How can yeah. you even predict it at this point? But, you know, I, I do think they're at least, like someone someone had, or someone asked me, and I've seen people say, like, do, are they just the Padres? You know, maybe the Padres again? And I don't feel like they are because they got Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, and they had a better year than people uh, remember. I think they had 79 wins. They were pretty close to 500 with the team in hand, and now they've added Zach Grinke and they've added Shelby Miller. So, And I think partially people don't, one, people don't really understand how good Paul Goldschmidt is. True. Don't understand how good A.J. Pollock is. Uh, David Peralta was really good for them last year. So they have some pieces probably that people on a national scale maybe don't necessarily think that they do. Um, so I, I don't think that – the more I think about it, at first I was like, I'm like, oh, I was kind of thinking that too. Are they going to be the big splashy offseason team that, right. that does it? But, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't feel like they're making moves that are risky. Like, it's not like – Signing Matt Kemp or or trading for Matt Kemp or signing you know, yeah. some of the other guys that the Padres did last year. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Grinky or Miller. I mean, the package they gave up for Miller was was insane. But again, if that's your plan for this year, and you want to contend, then I guess that's what you do. Um, the thing I know that you know these are top talents and top prospects going over there. The Swanson thing, I have no idea what to make of because he was the first overall pick. Obviously, a lot is expected of him, but he's played 22 professional career games, so it's not like we have an accurate representation of what he can even do in the low levels of the minors. Yeah, it's not even like trading Will Myers at this point, or like one of those kind of trades no, where you, you have some basis. Right, because Will Myers at, yeah. at that point was way more established as a player. So with Swanson, you have a guy who, I mean, top overall pick. We were just talking about him in June, and now you're just going to hope that he fulfills all those goals. No scoops from those guys who walked through. No, unfortunately, no. I think they were actually lost. The hotel here is huge. Yeah. It's very tough to get around. It's pretty easy to get lost. We, we actually figured it out pretty good. I think we may have known how to get around this place better than most. It, in the end, it's a giant circle. I don't know that that's true, but I, I feel like that's true based on some yeah. of the routes I took. 
So, oh, oh. Chris messing up the mic, man. Yeah, let's, let's fix that. Let's All fix right. the mic. Yeah. Podcasting live, folks. All right, let's talk about the Cubs. The Cubs are okay. another team that obviously have big expectations going into next year. Uh, ben Zobris obviously isn't, you know, the, the cure for everything. All of a sudden they're going to win the World Series. But, you know, he's a good player. Uh, I think definitely adds something to that team. Uh, veteran presence on a, on a team that's pretty young and – of course, Joe Madden knows him well, so uh, I think a good addition to the Cubs. You know, by the time he's 37, 38, we might be talking about him breaking down a little bit. But you know, in, in the in the immediate, I think he's a, a very nice add for them. Um, they they already have a lineup where they can kind of move some people around, and I think that you know he's just going to help do more of that for Joe Madden. Uh, but the question is not you know where they where they put Ben Zobrist or whatever. It's, it's can they put it all together? Can they win? Can they put the puzzle? You know, together in that sense, and uh, I don't know how you feeling about the Cubs with Zobrist. I feel like the Cubs and Diamondbacks have the same strategy, and that's just like go all out, try and be World Series favorites. Which that's probably going to work a lot better for the Cubs than the Diamondbacks at this point. You know, the team won what ninety eight games last year. Now they have Ben Zobrist, and I feel like you look at that trade and the or the Castro trade and the Zobrist signing. In my mind, Zobris is at least a short-term upgrade there. And while I didn't love the return for Castro, you're at least getting a couple guys who can help you next season. So I feel like both moves are going to help. And I just don't think they're done. I mean, the same way I felt with the Diamondbacks. I feel like there's another big move coming. And for the Cubs, we already are talking about them as World Series favorites. So I just feel like... They, they have, want that monster team. They have money to spend. I mean, they could they could go sign Jason Hayward. Right. They have the money to yes. do it. Yes. They want to be World Series favorites. I, I don't know that. Like I don't know they would go sign Johnny Cueto, but I assume they have the money to do that if they wanted to. I mean, they have the money to, to do some stuff. So, uh, I think that yeah, we definitely haven't seen them uh, finish what they're doing yet. But I, I feel like I feel good about them. I mean, mainly because they showed they were good last year. They're not really subtracting anything. They're they're adding new parts. We have we didn't talk about John Lackey who they signed. So. You know, he's going to help them out a little bit. I don't think he's the, again, the, the answer as a starting pitcher, but he's, he's a good, solid guy who they know well and who can help them. And when I say they, I mean the front office and, you know, Madden and all those guys. I mean, they know, they know John Lackey, so they know what they're getting there. Um, but I have, I have every reason to believe that the, in, unless the, you know, Cardinals go out and get Cueto and Hayward, then, you know, maybe that changes the complexity of things, but... I feel, like, I feel like the Cubs are doing all the right things right now. Yeah, that'll be, I mean, I don't know. might already be the best rivalry in baseball, but it seems like they're going to take it up a couple notches. Yeah. So I would, it, you know, like we keep saying, there, there might be a bigger move coming for the Cubs. I'd love to see the Cardinals' response to even the Zobras deal, but if the Cubs pull off something even bigger, I'd love to. I'd really love to see the Cardinals' response to that. Okay. So let's, uh, let's do some fun stuff. Let's talk about... Actually, being at the winter meetings, this was my second year, your first year. Yep. Uh, both of our first year at this crazy big hotel. Um, as we get ready to go home, what stands out to you just about the entire experience? I don't know, man. The whole thing is surreal. I feel like this hotel maybe takes it up a couple notches because it's ginormous. You never have to go outside, so it's it's literally a big dome. Yeah. And they, and they try to make it they try to make it feel like you're outside when you're inside. Right. So I don't know that I've been outside since Saturday. 
and it's Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Yes. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. date. Well, I don't know what day. The is. day and the time, they don't exist here. You're just, I don't know. When the work is done, the work is done. Yeah, so, one night we had dinner at midnight. Like, yeah. have to have dinner. So I feel like that's, that's a part of it. I mean, the Scott Boris media thing, that was an experience for me just to see it happen in person. I don't know. It just, I, I've been used to seeing it in previous years and then to see everybody there and doing it live. That was something. And I don't know. I mean, the media room, it, it's not exciting, but I guess you realize how many people are here to do, uh, to cover baseball. Mm-hmm. So it just gives you a sense of the whole scope of the thing. I think that's what I've been most, uh, I don't know what the word is, not, not necessarily impressed, but shocked by. I always like when you see, and I feel like this year with the way the hotel was, it, it made it a little better. Um, like when you just kind of random, randomly see like, oh, there's Joe Madden or there's, you know, whoever. Like you saw, did you see in line for coffee? Nendios this morning. Oh, this morning. You yeah. See, you see, you saw Robin Ventura the other day, though, right? Oh yeah, him yeah. too. Yeah, I, like I saw Jeff Bannister just walking around a couple right. times, and um, you know, in, in last year in San Diego, there was a, there was a little more like path of where everything happened. You know, there's a couple places, but here, there's, I mean, there's just literally you know people everywhere, and and it's just like oh, there's there's so and so, and I don't know. It's just that I mean, that aspect of it is kind of cool because um, there's just. You know, you never really know. You turn a corner and they're like, oh, there's so-and-so. There's that guy. Well, yeah, and it, it, it extends to some of the reporters. Like, some guys I didn't see in the media room at all, but then you'll be walking down the hall and, you, and like, Ken Rosenthal's running somewhere with his head buried in his phone. And you're like, oh, there's Ken Rosenthal. Something's about to go down. Yeah, like, haven't seen him in 72 hours, but he's definitely here. Yeah, or he's on your TV and you're right. around talking to people. Uh, same thing with, you know, John Heyman and mm-hmm. some of those guys. I saw Buster Olney today for the first time. I had no idea he was even here because I just <laughs> haven't seen him for the last three or four days. Well, there's probably also a whole other world of people that just can, you can hop around from hotels and suites. And, True. And like know. the Scott Boris thing. I, I feel like we were talking to Tim Brown about this. Like he's never seen in the hotel and then he just like emerges to do his media session and then he crawls back to his lair. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, I wanted I did want a grander entrance. I wanted like the people to come out with horns, uh, trumpets, doo, doo, yeah, you know, like that didn't happen. Or or him to come on out on a horse or uh, swing in on a vine. I think that'd be great. Just repelling from the ceilings. Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Next but year, the winter readings is it's it's it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, it, it definitely operates in a way of uh, it shows you how how wild this time of year is for baseball because as you see that they're literally. Um, there's no downtime. I mean, in terms of like, stuff can happen from, you know, 12:01 a.m. to 11:59 p.m. Like those, right. those are the hours of the winter meetings. Yeah. You're lucky you get that one minute off in the middle. If, if that happens, you're lucky. So, um, it's. I mean, that, to that end, it's pretty crazy because you know we're, us in the media are doing it, but then of course the, the teams are doing it too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're up, they're up working. They're up, you know, either either officially or unofficially. Um, you know, we, we you hear stories about how. Um, you know, Dave Stewart and, and the, the Braves like swung that deal for Shelby Miller. Like they went to lunch and right. and made it happen. You know, and that's kind of the testament of like how these things work out here. And uh, you know, if they're doing that at lunch, you can bet they're having those conversations at, at you know eleven thirty at night. Right. Or, or you know, there was uh, somebody from one team I was I was in contact with this week, and 
and I was like, hey, you know, it's good. Let me try to meet up or whatever. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, sorry, we were out to we were out till three a.m. last night. You know, they were out yeah. doing their work. So um, that's that's how it is, man. Winter meetings is, is crazy like that. Another person, another person walking, walking through. through. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just honestly, I'm just glad I survived. Like, I'm looking forward to trying to get some sleep again and enjoying life. Yeah, I think today was the day where I kind of hit the wall. Like, I woke up today yeah. feeling like, oh, yeah, I've been here too long. Like, yep. My, I'm starting to feel sick. The thing about this place is, it has the like. There's no real air, you know. And it's just yeah. kind of like recirculated air. So when you talk too long, if you're just like we're doing right now, I'm already starting to feel it in my throat or like. When I do radio interviews, like I'm just talking for 15 minutes, yeah, like my throat just feel the, the ickiness, and um, I don't know. And there's also something just about kind of the artificialness of like when you're walking through somewhere and you're like, oh, this looks like it's supposed to be a real place, like right. And then you realize you're like, oh no, this is this is not like a this is not real. This is not outside. This is inside, and they made it look like it's outside, right. you know. And, and um, you know, it has like sort of that. That thing I saw in Disneyland a couple weeks ago with my kid, you're just like, oh, this, yeah. I have to remind myself that I am in sort of this place that is molded to make me yeah. feel like it is, you know, surreal. Are we, are we doing it again? You, you offer it again next year? I, I mean, I don't know, man. I need, I need to rest. I think next year is DC, from what I've heard. I'm familiar with DC. You, you know that DC. I, like you just said, I don't know that I'm ready to do this again. I'm sure I'll change my mind in a couple of months, and especially. When next season ends, and I'm just dying for baseball news and baseball things to happen. I don't think we were ever dying for baseball news or baseball things to happen. I guess. I think they, they kept on happening. But maybe next year, maybe maybe Bryce will be like the Goodwill Ambassador of uh, the Winter yeah, Meetings. there you go. I think that'd be fun. Well, I think we should uh, wrap this up, maybe? Sounds good to me. All right. So uh, we'll be back next week with a, with a regular stew pot. Yes. Uh, if you oh if you didn't we did a podcast another one live from Nashville you should go listen to it uh, we interviewed agent John Boggs and he kind of told us about how the winter meetings works from his perspective yeah. as an agent uh, I think it's really interesting so you guys should go listen to that one if you hadn't uh, and just check out the other Yahoo Sports podcasts Grandstanding and and Wetzel to Forty and all that kind of stuff and uh, we'll be back next week with the normal one and uh, Chris tell the people what they have to do rate and review on rate iTunes and review do we get any new reviews. Have you looked? I have not looked recently. Come it's been on, a busy man. week. Come all right, on. you know it. It's been a busy week. So, give us some new ones for next week. We'll get home. Things are a little more relaxed. I read up. All right, baseball fans. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for reading the stew. Uh, see you guys. Peace out from Nashville. Bye, everybody. <laughs>